0: Welcome to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. brought to you by Present Truth Ministry, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. All right, so this evening, we're going to look at what I call mid-course correction, mid-course correction mid-course correction. So we're going to look at this for, say, 30 minutes, mid-course correction, C-O-U-R-S-E, correction. Now, this is a term, you can put up the definition for me. This is a term I, I was reading about something, and I stumbled on it. Mid-course correction, it's a navigational correction made in the course of a ship, airplane, rocket, or space vehicle at some point, this is important, between the beginning and the end of the journey. So, essentially, what mid-course correction is, is, for instance, for, for those who fly or who launch um, space satellites or they go through... They use the sheep. Now, when they start the journey, for instance, if you get on a plane or you get on any of these, um, um, the boats, for instance, you're right? they'll tell you from the beginning that you know we're going to Boni or we're going to this city and it's going to take us an hour 45, an hour 30, depending on what? Operational conditions, meaning that depending on the weather, depending on other factors. But essentially, which is very important, is that from the beginning of the journey, they already have a destination in mind. You know, you cannot embark on a journey without a destination. You know that? That means that if you want to say, I want to leave this place, there must be a destination. And that's, that's something people miss in life. Sometimes people think life will just be good. You cannot assume that. You know, people just assume, oh, this is going to happen. Have you heard people say, ah, by this time next year, I'm, going to, I'm not going to be in this position. And you ask them, how or why? They say, I just know God will do it. Will God do it? Absolutely. As believers, we rely on the grace of God. But you must have a destination. It's important. Your takeoff, you cannot take off in life without an arrival in view. And when I mean an arrival, I don't just mean a vague arrival. I know I'm going to be rich. I know I'm going to be successful. I know I'm going to be great. Everybody knows that. Have you ever met anybody and you ask them, what do you think about your life? Say, you know, I know I'm going to be a failure. Nobody says that. Everybody says the nice things. Are are you following what I'm saying? But the point is how strong are they on their destination? So what does mid-course correction? The mid-course correction is as the plane starts flying or as the boat um, starts moving, you know, it will be shifting away from that course, that destination it's getting to. Now, what happened is that the pilot or the captain or the person responsible for driving um, the ship, what happens, or the plane, what happens, begins to make adjustments midway to make sure that this same um, vessel gets to the exact destination. Meaning that if you just leave the, the plane to fly or you just leave the the boat to move on its own even though now this is very important even though you set out to um end in a particular destination now this is important the act of flying alone won't take you there do you you understand my point now the fact that the plane has taken off the ground to say okay fine i've left the ground does not automatically mean it will arrive at the the said destination except you keep making those adjustments to get there. Let me use a simple illustration. For those of you who drive a car, if you start your car, you put the key in ignition and you start the car and you start driving, you can't just leave your hands off the steering. You keep doing like this. What are you doing? You're doing mid-course correction. The car wants to go this way, you bring it this way, it wants to go this way. You keep that correction on until where until you arrive at your final destination now for a lot of people they just feel that because they wake up now listen carefully to this i wish there were more people to hear this but so for some people they just feel that the fact that they wake up every day and they leave they would arrive at a destination oh i thank god i've seen another day oh i just thank god for the gift of life You know, they just feel that because they woke up today, they went to work today, they did this today, they did that today. In 10 years' time, their life is just going to be better. No, no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. The fact that you wake up and you you did something or you're doing something does not mean you would arrive at the said destination. Are, Are you following what I'm saying? So, constantly... You have to keep re-examining your life to say, am I heading towards the said destination? To the said place I want to end up. For instance, I taught you how to make the most of the year. Right? Now, I, this, this, this message came to me. I was just thinking. I was trying to re-evaluate the year. We're entering the sixth month, which um, technically is like the half of the year. So, I asked I ask myself, This is the sixth month. What has the last six months brought? What will the next six months bring? Those two questions, right, gives me the need for what? For mid cost correction. How many of you are amazed at how quick six months just gone by? You remember how... er some few months ago, I taught how to make the best of the year. And you, when you listen to that message, you're like, wow, we're going to take the year. And this is June. It's six months gone already. And just as you close your eyes and open them, you'll be in December. What's happening? Another 12 months gone. Wishing that life will be better. Hoping that life will be better. And so, wh- when I teach you these messages... I teach you these messages to challenge you to always make those adjustments that are necessary to get to your goal. I'm going to read two scriptures. Um, Psalms chapter 90 verse 12. I like Psalm 90 verse 12. I like it so much. One of my favorite scriptures. Psalm 90 verse 12. What does it say? You should know Psalm 90, by tw- <laughs> Psalm 90 verse 12. Right? What does it say? Teach me to number my days that I might apply my heart to wisdom. It means that it says, teach us to number our days that we might gain a heart of wisdom. It didn't say, teach me to count the days. It says to number them. That means to put a specific number, you know, against a specific day. It's saying that, listen, in the next 30 days, this is how I, I'm going to number these 30 days. There are going to be 30 days of learning. There are going to be 30 days of this. they are going to be 30 days of that. Then, what happened if we number our days? What will happen to our heart? We apply our heart to wisdom, we gain a heart of wisdom. What's going to separate people in life, even though they are believers, is the amount of wisdom they function in. Teach me to number my days. You're not in a race against someone else, you're in a race against your best possible self. It's not a competition. You know, I've heard people lay back. Ah, I'm not in a competition with anybody. I'm not in a competition with anybody. No, you're not in a competition with anybody, but you're in a competition with who you actually can become. It's not against people. It's a race against your best power, your maximum potential, your maximum ability. You don't want to get to the end of your life and discover that you didn't live up to your maximum ability. You didn't do maximally what the Lord has put in your heart. And so that's the sense of consciousness that we approach. When we approach a new month, when we approach a new year, when we approach a new season in our life, like our birthdays or certain uh, occasions in our life, you, we, we, we number those days, we apply our heart to wisdom. Don't just assume that waking up and living will get you to the destination. Don't make that assumption. Life can be cruel. Things can happen. Circumstances of life can blow you off your destination. You have to make sure that you are in charge and you're making deliberate steps. There is nothing as frustrating as getting to a season in your life and discover that all your dreams, you literally are watching them walk away from you. That's why people commit suicide. Do you know why people commit suicide? They lose hope. They just look at the future and say, hey, (laughs) I don't think I can make it anymore. And that, you know, looking at the future and not seeing possibilities, people just literally take their life. That's how powerful a picture of a destination is. Praise God. I said, praise God. You know, I was, as I was studying today, I was reading today, I was reading some of my schoolwork, and I was telling uh, administrator Mike, I said, if I, ha- if I don't have an overriding goal for this school, I'm not sure I'll continue. You know, because there's so much workload, so much, um, um, I have to read a book, it's about 150 pages, I have to write three essays from that book in the next five or six days. And each essay is 3,000 words, so that's 9,000 words essay from the 150-page book. If I don't have an overriding motivation, why I need to finish this, I won't get it done. So one of the things I have set to do was to get, there's someone I respect a lot, he's a professor of theology, he's a theologian. So, I just got his picture printed. I just want to put his picture in my office because every time I see his picture, he inspires me to study theology. I need to keep that. Seeing that picture becomes like a mid-course correction for me. Because, listen, it's easy to walk away from your goals. It's easy to fall into the routine of oversleeping. Fall into the routine of overeating. It's easy to fall into the routine of careless talk. It's easy to fall into the routine... Or friends who don't add value. You always have to keep the goal in mind. You know, how people, <laughs> you know how people are fired up at the beginning of the year. Right? They start exercise regime. They start new haircuts, They start new prayer habits. They start new reading habits. And by March, it's all gone. They coast. They go back to the normal routine. They eat what they want to eat. They drink what they want to drink. They sleep how they want to sleep. Hoping that just one day a God is a good God. He's going to reveal his goodness to us. Can God's purpose in your life cannot be accommodated with laziness? Every, listen, every person you admire today is a hard worker. Are you following what I'm saying? Come on, I said, are you following what I'm saying? Don't sit back. Don't just... Do you have friends that inspire you? Do you have friends that when you talk to them, after talking to them, you say, whoa, I need to get better. Do you have friends that help you to think through a process? Don't let your life slide. Don't watch your life go down. Don't watch even the abilities that you have not been put into effective use. Teach me to number my days that I might apply my heart to wisdom. In the next six months, we're going to get to the end of this year. And 12 precious months would have gone. Then we start again. You remember when the elections for our president was conducted, and everybody was crying. Oh, well, for those who are... Uh, okay, there's a politician here, so let me not mention any party, lest they throw me out. Okay, for those who are in the opposition party, they were angry. Ah. For those who were in the, the winning party, they were rejoicing, I ah, four years. Oh, in the next four years, in the next four years. Can you imagine? In about eight months... We'll do another elections. What does that mean? Four years is gone. Just like that. Just like that. And you know what's going to happen? Before you know, December is here. Just like that. Every day, you should be making a conscious step. You should be taking conscious steps towards your destination daily. Daily. Listen to this. Any day you don't make a conscious step towards your destination is a day that you didn't add value to yourself. Every day. There should be every day. How many of you remember? How many of you had mothers who sold um, little provisions and all of these things? You know, my mom used to sell some of those stuff. You remember all those people they call them thrift collectors. You remember all those people that used to come with a uh, card? You know, tailors, some of these people with card, right? Pay twenty twenty naira, you know, every day. They will sign your name, you know. I think most of those things stopped because at the end of the day, some people collected both the card and the money and ran away, <laughs> you know. But before the advent of not before the advent, before people really started using banks, you know, in the village, they would use bicycles, move around, and people were just contributing twenty twenty naira, twenty naira, twenty. No, it looked insignificant, right? Until December. You see this market woman will pack maybe 20000 and she goes to the market and buys all kinds of things. And people who were working and earning 10000 and 15000 by December will be looking for money lenders to loan money from. What happened? That their woman took daily steps towards her goal. Listen to me. Your daily steps are more important than major steps you take once in a while. Your daily step. If you do something daily for the next couple of months, it's more important than, you know, after you hear this kind of message, you just get angry. Ah! In fact, I'm not going to sleep tonight. The journey has started. And then you just get up one night and read like six chapters. And then you now sleep from that day till the end of the year. No. It will be better if you read 10 minutes every day till the end of the year. Can I tell you something? I can only speak, I can only teach, I can only encourage you. You have to make these decisions yourself. Listen to this carefully and don't ever forget this. Any decision that is not internalized, that does not come from you, is not sustainable. If the decision does not come from the inside, it's not sustainable. I can encourage you and say, hey, come on, let's pray. Hey, let's read. Hey, let's develop yourself. Listen, if you don't sit down and make that decision that, listen, hey, Max, I'm going to do this for myself. Right? It won't happen. Praise God. It won't happen. Because when you make that decision, what happens? Something in your mind shifts. And it's that mind that becomes your encouragement. Is that shift. So he says, What? Teach me to number my days that I might apply my heart to wisdom. I want to read Proverbs chapter 4, verse 26. I'm going to read it from five translations. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 26. NIV says, Give careful thoughts to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your way. Give careful thoughts. The NLT, the New Living Translation, says, Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay in the safe path. Mark out a straight path. Be a person of purpose. Learn to be a man and a woman of purpose. A man and a woman of focus. What are you focusing on? Learn it. You see, if, you know how, how when we were growing up, I don't know how many of you um, um, did knockouts. How by November, December 1st, you start saving for knockouts? <laughs> remember when you have the money and there's meat pie calling you? Egg roll calling you? Chicken calling you? When you remember how all your friends will have knockout that day and you will not have, you tell yourself, no way, I'm not eating this egg roll. What's ha- What's happening? You've marked out a path of shooting knockouts as your goal for December. Or for those of you who grew up in the village and who walk from house to house until all your legs were paining you, you had marked out homes to go to. And after going to two, three homes, you are tired, but you know that no. That final uncle, that's the big box. That's where money's coming from. What's going to happen? You push yourself there. You must have something that keeps you going. Something that puts a drive on your inside. Look at this. The next translation says, in New American Standard Bible, Watch the path of your faith, and all your ways will be established. CSB says, Carefully consider the path of your faith, and all your ways will be established. Good news translation, I like this. It says, plan carefully what you do. And whatever you do will turn out right. To plan carefully. You've got an opportunity of having this meeting at the beginning of a new month. The first thing you do when you get into the new month is to plan and plan carefully. Don't try to do too many things in your life. Focus on something. I remember a scripture in the book of Lamentations. It says it is good for a young man to bear his yoke when he's early in life. Let's take advantage of this youthful season. Build a glorious future. Take advantage of it. Take advantage of it. Take advantage. You see, certain messages, I'm going to do a series in church in July, and I'm going to teach some things. But certain messages, unknowingly, in the Christian faith, had made us very lazy about life. Number one, the way we teach the message of favor, the way we teach things like open doors and breakthroughs is almost like, don't do anything. One day, God will just say, it's your turn. Have you heard people say that? When is your turn? Don't worry, everything will turn. The question is, when is it going to be your turn? There are 7 billion people in the world. There are 7 billion people on this world right now. And that's why the scripture says, sometimes the children of this world are wiser than the, than the, than the sons of the kingdom. Why? Man who doesn't believe in God won't be waiting for God to do something. You know what he's going to do? He's going to go out there and try and make a mark for himself. And you know the funny thing our what we now call breakthrough in the Christian faith is for that man who is godless to employ us. Do, Do you get my point? doesn't believe in God. He goes out there. A Chinese man believes in Buddha. He goes out there. Starts a chair manufacturing company. A believer is praying. Oh God. When is my turn? When is my turn? And what do you mean by when is your turn? I just got a letter from this Chinese company. I'm the head of distribution of chairs. And you imagine that. We just have this thing. Sometimes I say, "Walk as if your life depends on you, and trust in favor as if your life depends on favor." Paul says, "Not I, but the grace of God." But I labor more than you all. You know, two things Paul says: he says I, la- look, I pray in tongues more than you all. He talks about praying in tongues more than you all, but he says I labor, but not me, but the grace. So when you look at what Paul was saying, Paul was saying, "Hey, come on! If you want to look at labor, I had it. If you want to look at grace, I had it. That is what defines a believer." Grace is not an excuse to sit and watch things happen. to so You'll be amazed. You see, the funny thing about life is my, 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 my late mentor, God bless his, his heart, Reverend Tony Ate used to say something. He says the next five years will separate us. He said when life starts handing out cards, he say you'll be amazed. Sometimes how some careless decisions set your life back Can God restore? Absolutely, he can restore. But do we say because God can restore, we keep on making some silly mistakes? Absolutely no. I want to challenge you tonight to do a mid-course correction. Carefully consider your parts. Set a path for yourself. Run with it. Don't despise the days of little beginnings. Start small. Start small. Praise the name of the Lord. I said, Praise the name of the Lord. How do you set this mid cost correction? Number one, make sure you're in the will of God. That's the first thing. Make sure you are in the will of God. Make sure you are in the will of God. That's very important. I'm not teaching you to just go out there and start casting out plans for yourself. Make sure you're in the will of God. How do you make sure you're in the will of God? Three things. Number one, You are doing what God wants you to do. The question I'll ask you today, what you're doing today, is that what God wants you to do? Number one, you're doing what God wants you to do. Number two, you are in the location where God wants you to be. And I want to emphasize this. For the believer, you can't just go anywhere. You have to go where God wants you to go. There is a location for your assignment. There is a location for your purpose. Are you following this? Come on, talk to me, saints. Are you following this? You you are in the location where God wants you to be. Number three, you are faithful wherever God has placed you. So, number one, you are doing what God wants you to do. Number two, you are in the location where God wants you to be. It doesn't matter how that location is. You are where God wants you to be. If God wants you to be in the village carrying out an assignment, you stay in that village. You're not jumping out of that place. You're not trying to say, ah, oh, that's where the greener pasture is. There are no greener pastures. It's God that makes us to lie down in the greener pastures. He's our source of greener pastures. Praise the name of the Lord. As I said, praise the name of the Lord. And you're faithful where God has placed you. Wherever God has placed you right now, be faithful. In your local church, wherever you are, be faithful. Let's run through this quickly. What are the areas you need to make mid cost correction? Number one, your spiritual life. Your spiritual life. Under your spiritual life, you have two things your prayer life. Are you praying enough? Are you spending enough time praying? Number two, your study life. Colossians chapter 3. Do you have the word of God dwelling in you richly? So the first thing you want to check is your spiritual life. Are you praying enough? Are you uh, studying enough the way you need to study? So your spiritual life. Number two, your mental life. Make sure you get this message, okay? Make sure you get it. And listen to it over and over again. Your mental life. Are you reading the way you should read? Are you reading books the way you should read? Are you learning the way you should learn? Not just reading, but learning. You know, something happened when I started studying theology. I, I read a lot. I read quite a lot. But I discovered something, and it has changed my perception. I would, you know, I used to teach people, read, 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 read. But what changed my perception was the first, my first semester, I struggled a bit in school. And the reason is because since I left school, I've done a, a couple of courses, right? But I haven't done, um, I haven't done, uh, a course where I had to pass. Do, do you get my point? You know, free online courses. If you fail, it's nobody's business. It's free in the first place. You can just do maybe an online course is thirteen videos. You can just do two videos. Yeah, there is should carry a video and go. I'm tired. There's no data. Do you get my point? But like in my school, we had to pay school fees. If I failed any course, <laughs> it means I had to repeat the course, and the school fees is expensive. So. So, it means I had to pass, right? Now, I had, maybe for a long time, I haven't put myself in that situation where I needed to read to pass. So, I had learned, I had read, and I told myself, after this whole study is over, I will constantly pay for courses, stuff that, you know, that will just stretch me that way because I just discovered that the way I read now, is not the way I used to read. For instance, I just told you about the, the essays I have to do. You know, if, if I just set a goal, I'm going to write 3,000 essays, I'm going to read a book of 150 pages, when I get to 50, I'm like, man, I'm not the one that killed Jesus Christ. I'll continue next month. Do you get the point? But I have to do this in four days. Do I have an option? No. Because if I fail, then I'm going to, I'm going to pay for the course again. So, what I'm, so I put two things there on that mental life. Reading and learning. Find a course that engages you. Pay for certain courses. Don't just go free online. No, 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 no. Something that will make you, and some people that I mentor right now, I tell them, read this book and write down. Why, why am I doing that? For the learning process. Reading is one thing. Learning is another thing. So you have to read and you have to do what? To learn. So you put that. You have to read and you have to learn. Your finances. Your finances. We're looking at areas to get to do mid-cost correction. Make sure you get this message. It's important. Listen to it. Share it with your friends. Finances. Number one, are you giving the way you should give? In the last six months, have you given the way you should be given? Are you even a giver? Giving is not in the amount. It is in the heart. Have you given to your spiritual leaders? In the last six months, have you ministered to those who, who pastor and who lead you? Have you given to the people you should give to? Have you given to your parents? Have you honored people around you? Number two, have you saved? Hey, how much is in your savings account? <laughs> have you saved or you've spent? Or you have just blown all the money away? Have you saved as you, sh- as you should save? Have you invested? So... You look at your money right now. I want you to go back home and do this exercise. If you want to share it with me over WhatsApp and let's go over it, I'll be glad to go over it with you. Look at your finances and ask this. Have I given the way I should give? Have I saved the way I should save? And have I done what? Have I invested the way I should invest? Because the money you don't invest doesn't grow. Okay? And I want to challenge you. We all young people read financial books. Let me tell you this in capital letters. Poverty is a very bad thing. It's very bad. Why poverty is bad is that you see somebody you can help. You can't help them. And then, you even look at yourself. You can't even help yourself. Please, don't be poor. And when I say don't be poor, I'm not saying be a millionaire. Do you get what I'm saying? This is not materialism. I'm saying go out there and engage life, because destinies are waiting on us. Do you understand? Let me ask, let me tell you this. And you know, take this take this as a challenge. The orphans around us who is going to take care of them? Who do you think these orphans is going to take care? of? You said God. Who is God going to use? You and I. The widows around us. The less privileged around us. Who is going to help them? They are our responsibility. You know why? There's something Pastor Chris said many years ago, and I've never forgotten. He says, when you don't help those people to get them a life, he said, those people become the criminals tomorrow. Now, I'm not saying every, you know, but since they didn't get help and all that, that's not an excuse. But what I'm just saying is that those same people become They live, and life turns them to all kinds of people. And you know what? Even in our wealth, and in our cars, and in our houses, we shut our doors. Because probably, like he was saying in that message, what you didn't give them to gain an education, they'll come and collect back later. But he was just trying to inspire people to say, listen, don't look at that often and say it's government's responsibility. It's your responsibility. Through you, many children should go to school. Through you, many orphans should be fed. True, That's the way you should think about life. Are you following what I'm saying? This is not about, I want to be the richest man in Africa. No, no, no. This is about, because I'm alive, many lives are going to be impacted. That's the way a believer thinks. A believer does not think in terms of account balances. A believer thinks in terms of changing lives. That's how we think. Praise the name of the Lord. Relationships. Are your relationship improving you or reducing you? Check your friends in the last six months. Are they improving you or they are reducing you? Value. Are they adding value to you? Are they adding value to you? Or are they taking value away from you? I want to challenge you. Make that conscious step. Take that conscious step. Let me, let me explain this because sometimes people misinterpret that and, and I don't want you to misinterpret that when I say don't be poor. Let me give you an example. How many of us seated here this evening at least can afford uh, a basket of rice? Let's just say a basket of rice, right? How much is a basket of rice now? How much? You don't eat rice? How much is a basket of rice? What? All the ladies, you people all go to bucket. How much is it? One, seven. Ah, it's Mike that is answering. Okay. That's why Mike should get married. Eh? All right. Okay. So we, I, I think we all can afford a basket of rice, right? We all can. Okay. Have you ever thought about someone around you that you know is struggling to feed? I challenge you this month. Go to the market, buy a basket of rice, and hand to them. You know what that? You know what that is? You know what that is? You know how that person is going to look at you he's not going to look at you as poor he would look at you as <laughs> the richest man in africa do you know why you've just blessed his life we can all make a difference if we think in that direction do you understand so when i say don't be poor what i essentially mean is change from the victim's mentality get into the victor's mentality And say, regardless of where I am right now, I can change someone's life for good. Do you follow that? Okay. Your relationship, are they adding value to you or or reducing? You have to watch your relationships. very important. Number five, your goals. Are you achieving your goals or you have given up on your goals? Are you achieving your goals or you have given up on your goals? The one question I want to ask you tonight, if you continue with the same lifestyle you have right now, Will you arrive at your destination? If you continue the way you're eating right now, the way you're sleeping, the way you're talking, the way you're careless about your spiritual life, are you sure you get at your destination? You get at your goal? What's the destination we're talking about right here? Fulfilling God's purpose for your life. Do you know you can be successful in terms of the world, but you're not successful in God's eyes? Why? Because you didn't do what God asked you to do. So, whatever I'm preaching to you tonight is about what God has put in your heart to do. Because it's easy to just say, hey, I'm making all the money. It's easy to say, hey, I'm comfortable. So, this doesn't apply to me. No, 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 no. Your ultimate goal is that which God has put in your heart to do. So if you continue with this, I ask myself this question all the time. If I continue with the same lifestyle that I have right now, if I continue spending money the way I spend money, would I be able to get to my goal? If I continue hanging out with this kind of people, will I be able to get to my goal? If I sleep the way I sleep, will I be able to get to my goal? Look at this. If no, three things you need to decide. What do you need to stop doing? In the next six months, what do you need to stop doing that will make you have a better life? Number two, what do you need to start doing? What do I need to stop doing? What do I need to start doing? And number three, what do you need to continue doing? You might have some right values right now. You need to continue them. So three actions you must take from this message. Number one. What do I need to stop right now? Number two, what do I need to continue? Number three, what do I need to start? Maybe you might need to start reading. Maybe you might need to start praying. Maybe you might need to start studying the word again. Maybe you might need to stop certain things that stop in your progress. And maybe you might need to just continue and deepen certain things that you need to deepen. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's pray.